Welcome to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. I'm Valerie Comer. Today we have Lori Larson joining us. An award-winning author, Lori is living her dream life at the beach, writing novels. Lori writes beachy, inspirational romance that takes place in the South Carolina low country. She retired from the big day job and now focuses on writing full-time. Strolls on the sand, soaking up the sun and riding the waves can be considered the best kind of research. Thanks for joining us, Lori. Thanks for asking me. I'm looking forward to it. So today we are talking about mature heroes and heroines. And uh, what made you excited to join us about this topic? Well, as a reader, um, I love the big sweeping series where you know you start out with the matriarch or the patriarch and kind of figure out how they got their start. And then you kind of delve into all the different family members, the, the brothers and the sons and the daughters and, and all that stuff. Um, and each of them now gets their own love story and find their own happily ever after. Um, so I love to read those, those stories, but I also, as a writer, I have three series out, uh, a total of 16 books that also follow this pattern. So, you know, love is not just for young people, you know, older people fall in love too. And for them, it's more intricate because of all their past history. Excellent. Great. Okay, so before we start talking about our favorite books with older characters, I think maybe we probably need to define what older means um, to us, because I suspect, well, I mean, I even know for a fact, like when, when you're 20, <laughs> older means something a lot different than it does than when you're 40 or, um, or more. So when, when we say older characters, mature characters, um, what's what's like your lower limit and and do you have an upper limit um Narelle what what do you think well I'd say probably mid to late 30s would be my lower limit and I don't think there's an upper limit I think of um in a Inner Maratha, I'm going to say this wrong, um, Autumn MacArthur's book, In a Tuscan Legacy. Mm -hmm. And that's Nonna's story. It's book 10 in the series. And it came into existence because readers said, we want to see Nonna, have her happily ever after. And the readers are like, yeah, she deserves that, like her grandchildren have. So I don't think there's an upper age. I think you could write um, people oh. in their 90s if you really wanted to. And um, <laughs> my dad's cousin um, was, he, he was widowed after being married for many 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 years and he remarried in his 80s so um this happens in real life and i think seniors yep. deserve to have their happily ever afters just as much as people in their 20s and early 30s do which is what we typically see in romance how old is nana in that series 80s i think by memory is that right elizabeth i i think that's right i had her we, you're skipping ahead and stealing things off my list i'm just saying but um, <laughs> oh no you you can talk more later. I just mentioned that in uh, as an upper limit. Yeah, I said I said she's late 70s, early 80s is what I yeah. recalled as well, but it's been a while since I read that one. Valerie, what about you? Do you have a lower limit and an upper oh, and or? I would say yeah, 40 something probably would be my my lower limit on that. Um I think what really what really uh, matters more than their actual age is their stage in life in that there a lot of romances tend to focus on people who are 
just getting rolling in their careers, figuring out they, they may not own a home because they haven't been in their job long enough, that kind of thing. Whereas when you're talking about the mature uh, hero and heroine, they are more established in life, in their career. Um, they've, they've spent some time doing what they're doing. And um, it's, it's just very different from a 20 something or even an early 30 something, in my opinion, who are still trying to find their place in life. So if you then had someone who just had it together as soon as they got out of college at 22 and I don't, I did, (laughs) I mean, I, I did, I got, I got married right out of college at 21. I knew what I was doing. I had a job. I got one making a good living. My husband did too, because he was very together so would we have been older, mature characters at 28 when we had this established life for eight years? No, no I'm sorry. No. It's not either or, it's both. Okay, well, because that's that's not how I heard what you said, because you said it was either age or a stage in life. I think that the age... Um, so it's age plus stage in life. Yeah. I mean, you could have somebody who's 40-something who is completely not together. Mm-hmm. Um, who's a wreck Um, and I I can think of some books that made me think that the 40-something person was acting 25 or younger and so they didn't seem mature to me right Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah usually when I think of an older hero or heroine it's somebody who's a little bit older and is more comfortable with um, their stage all right, Lori, what about you? What are your thoughts? Um, my thoughts as a writer, uh, when I write older or more, more mature heroes and heroines, I usually go kind of a decade between mid 40s to mid 50s. Okay. And I kind of agree with Val in the fact that it's um, it's not necessarily the age in, that features, you know, that we're talking about, but it's more the experience level. Like most mature heroes and heroines have had a a successful or a I'm sorry a relationship in the past it may be successful or it may not have been but that baggage kind of comes with them into the new romance um, which I know we're going to maybe talk about a little bit later but um, you know I I like uh, stories about people, I guess, in my age group, which is in that group, that mid forties to mid fifties. Well, okay, I'm in the upper fifties, but um, (laughs) (laughs) there's just so much there that they bring to the table that a younger person hasn't experienced in life yet. And I just wanted to throw in a funny story about, so I was doing a story, uh, it's called Sanctuary. It was book one of my Merle's Inlet Miracle series. And I told my cover artist, okay, I, I need a little bit of an older couple on the, on the cover. They're, they're probably in their mid forties. You know, the woman has shorter hair and, and, the, and the man, you know, has a little bit of a beard, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, mid to late forties, he comes back. Now this is an artist I've worked with for like 15 or 16 covers. He came back with an older mature couple that had you know white and gray hair the woman looked like she had dentures i mean (laughs) it was like someone in their mid-70s and i said to him 
how old do you think mid 40s to late 40s is? I mean, <laughs> this is way too old looking. Um, so I guess I would rather have a, a well-preserved looking woman <laughs> and man on the couple and call them mature than someone who looks older than they are. <laughs> That's funny. So it's yeah. really, it's interesting because like I, I guess to me, and I feel like in reader circles, when I see it, when they talk about mature heroes and heroines, they're using mature interchangeably for older, not necessarily yeah. talking about stage of life or anything else. They really are just trying to be nice and not say old, um, yeah. is what yeah. is, I think how it comes across. Um mm -hmm. To, to me, at least. Um, and it's super funny because you guys are talking about mid 40s and I'm like, I'm 48. I don't consider myself mature in terms of old, right? To me, I feel like 55 is kind of my minimum. Anything up to 55 really is fair game. I will say probably from like 47 to 55 is this nebulous middle mushy ground where maybe they just need to not get a story until they, they either need to get one beforehand or they need to wait. Um, but, but Elizabeth, <laughs> that's, that, that's the question I would give you is if you were the star of your own romance novel right here in this life you have, okay? Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily you're older or you're more mature. It's just the fact that if you were to fall in love again, what would you bring into that romance that you have because of your experience and your place in life and the past relationships you've had? You know, you have children and you have, you know, all that. You have probably in-laws and all that. Would that be, that to me, not necessarily your age, but the experiences this what you bring into that romance that a younger person wouldn't it wouldn't apply to them you know see I guess I mean I I absolutely hear what you're saying and I agree to a point until I think of like younger single mom stories those have in-laws and children and experiences and you know and probably very different from my own at my age for sure yeah I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Um, so I really, it's, it's just an interesting thing. And that's why I wanted us to sort of define terms because I do think people have different opinions on what, you know, mature slash older, you know, translates to. And I think probably to some degree, the older you yourself get, maybe that, that line bumps up some, you know, a little bit because I don't no. think we want to, <laughs> we don't want to put ourselves in that older range you know everybody I used to laugh at my mom because I used to ask her like I remember asking her when I was about 10 so she would have been 40s she'd been about my age and I asked her what it was like to be old and she's like you don't feel any different than you did when you were 18 or you know and and I don't I don't think of you know I'm just me and I don't necessarily think of myself as older and mature and I don't know. So it's interesting because I think sometimes, you know, younger people look at us 40 year olds and it's like, oh my word, that's so old. And it's like, when you get here, you're going to understand it really isn't. It's just yeah. a number. <laughs> no, really the reason, that. yeah, the reason I think younger, I'll give you, because I'll jump back in and why I'd say 30s is potentially there. So if you have a, 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 a someone who's been a single parent in their late teens or early 20s, mm -hmm. by the time they're hitting late 30s, they could potentially be a grandparent. 
And I think once you start hitting grandparent territory, I think that is something that would be a, potentially a trigger for a mature romance if you've got grandchildren and I also think I watch um occasionally when I'm working I might be somewhere where there's like a daytime soapy on and there's people I love that how you when I was a teenager <laughs> when I, I, I only yeah it's complicated but anyway I, I never watch tv at home during the day it's only if I'm out somewhere else never. and um the daytime soapy stars look the same age as when I was at high school or university like they they look young. They look younger than they did when years ago. And I think people spend a lot of money to look as young as possible. And I think there's such a blur between looking at someone's outward appearance and actually how old they are. I think that is something that's blurring over time as well, which I think complicates it even further. Well, and I think you also get into why I trend higher, honestly, is because I know at least in the States, there's definitely a trending towards delaying serious relationships, marriage that, you know, like when I got married at 21, um, it was already starting to be weird that we were getting out of college and getting married right away. It was unusual. Um, Mm -hmm. Not super, super unusual. There were still plenty of our friends who were in that same situation, but kids today who are 21 today and just graduating from college, they're not. Um, they're not interested in getting married. They don't want that at all right now. And so 27, 28, 29, that's when they start thinking now that I'm established and she's established or he's established, then now we can start thinking about having a real relationship, getting married, having kids. So if you're not getting married till 30, then 35 isn't exactly old and mature necessary. I I don't know. It's interesting. And I don't know if that's a a universal that's Shit. absolutely legit here too. Um, the uh, I also yeah twenty one, and um, felt completely mature. And I've been married for forty one years, so obviously we did something right. So go ahead, do the math. It's fine. I don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, now I look at kids who are twenty one and they're not old enough to get married. I mean, they're just, they're just children. And yet they're, and yet, and yet are they, you know, it is interesting because culture has tended to trend us older um, for that stage in life. It is a little push-pull writing Christian romance specifically though, because culturally, while they're not getting married at 21 today, people are living together and they're doing all but getting married Um, having families even Um, this whole idea that a baby daddy baby mama is a perfectly normal natural part of your life you know um, writing Christian romance I don't feel like that is something I should be embracing in my book couples right I still want to embrace this idea of biblical relationships Um, and so it then becomes tricky because you have these characters who are trying to live for Christ as young kids. And yet at the same time, culturally, you almost have to age them up anyway, because you write a whole bunch of series of 21 year olds who fall in love and get married right out of college. And nobody's going to think your books are realistic at all. Or, even or though, younger than that. Yeah. Not even out of college. Yeah. 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 So it's tricky. Would you consider... And, would you consider mature romance, mature character romances, 
um, kind of goes hand in hand with second chance at love? Are they somehow synonyms almost? Often, I, mean, I think. Yeah. yeah. I think because again, like the one that I just had come out in May, um, he never married. He was 55 and he had never married. Um, but I couldn't realistically say that he had never slept with someone because I don't think in today's now, I think that there are real people who do manage that for sure. But I don't think in a book that you can necessarily have too many people who do that or your readers again are going to be like, that's totally unrealistic. It, it does mm -hmm. happen though. I know several yeah. women who 40 or even 50 something who have never actually had a real relationship. So it's, um, it happens. It yeah. may not be super often, but um, as we have discussed occasionally on the show, it doesn't matter so much how plausible something is, but could it actually happen? Right. Is yeah. it, you know, even if it's a teensy, teensy, tiny little chance yeah. it could happen, then well, it's okay to do it in a story, but you might not want to have like, you know, that be your trademark, all 30 of your books. Be yeah. And I know um, that specific situation, people who have never had a, 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 a relationship or never really even desired one necessarily or desired, but just never, it just hasn't worked out has been mm -hmm. something that um, a number of people in um, our Inspi Romance Facebook group, the Christian Romance Reader Gathering have specifically um, requested. Jenny Blake yeah. is one who's like, you know, I would love to see this. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it would be interesting and I would love to do that if I can get an idea that works. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, yeah. I, yeah. and I think the celibacy thing's more likely to be women than men as well. I, I think it would be more plausible. I could definitely run with a woman who had been celibate. I think I'd find it much harder for, um, a man which is and particularly with your billionaire Elizabeth, like if, if you had have tried to make him into a celibate <laughs> saint, I would have laughed Yeah, because he's a billionaire. He's going to have women throwing themselves at him because he's a billionaire. So that just would not work. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, it, it is tricky, but it's, that's a sad commentary really on, on today's um, lifestyle is that we can believe that a woman would not have yeah. sex where we can't believe that of a man I yeah. oh man that that makes me cringe inside I hear your words I understand them yeah. but oh mm. it makes me sad no well and if you did have a man it would be he would not be wantable um he would be that caricature the 40 year old virgin movie yeah um he would be some awkward use, awkward useless like the reason he hasn't is because no one will or because he's gay. Yeah. I mean, that's what people think. That's what it's, women it's will think. Yeah. That that yeah. is the stereotype because then yeah. these men in our world, you know, they feel like they must. Otherwise, they get lumped into this other category. And we've probably drifted off topic. So we should fall <laughs> back in. People are looking at like, I thought this was a book <laughs> podcast. Wait, how do we get into Christian living in today's world? But I mean, that's sort of the joy of Christian romance, I think, is that we can sort of get there. Um, so favorite things about books with older characters, Laurie? Um, I think the most favorite thing for me is there's just so much material there. You know, there's so many possibilities, people's past history. Uh, mistakes that they've made that they now have to overcome to and address in this new relationship, regrets 
hopes for the future, um, all the conflicts between a man's past and a woman's past and how, you know, there's just so many possibilities for rich storytelling. Um, you know, there might be children thrown into the picture, adult children, or maybe there's a lack of children by choice. And now they're going to uh, partner with someone who has children and maybe they're going to have to welcome them and, and get used to that when, you know, they had already made that decision in the past. Yeah. Um, competition with a spouse that is in the past, whether alive or dead, you know, um, it's hard enough to adjust to someone new in your life when you are in your mid twenties, but when you're 60 and you have someone to compare him or her to, you know, it would be so hard not to say, well, you don't, you don't act the way she did, or you didn't, you know, you didn't react the way he did. And, you know, then the character would say, well, yeah, no, I'm not that person, you know, <laughs> Just yeah. all those things, I think, really makes it a fun genre to write in and to read in. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't really have a lot to add to what Laurie said because I agree with what she's saying. Um, probably it's just a different relation dynamic. And when I think of mature characters, um, they're probably past childbearing age or having children together um, biologically, naturally. It's just not something that's on their radar. So, And they're potentially looking to retirement as well, which... Um, I can relate to. I wish I was closer, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's that, um, that sort of middle stage in life heading towards retirement or possibly having reached retirement and then looking to what's the next step. And I think um, it's so much about perspective. When I was, if I was a teenager reading romance, if a man was over 30, then he would have been considered mature and old probably in my eyes. Yeah. as a reader so I think if we have younger readers they're going to be looking at a younger age as being mature as well and an, uh, potentially a senior who's reading um, would look at a 30 something year old and say oh they're definitely not they're mature babies. yeah yep Valerie what was the question <laughs> what what's your favorite thing about books with older characters um, I really enjoy kids in stories and so the, the single mom, single dad thing is often got babies and toddlers and maybe young school age kids, but a mature relationship uh, one is likely to have teenagers or kids who've already left home. And like Narelle said, possibly even be grandparents of maybe those cute little babies. Um, so it's just the older kid variation is, I think, a lot of fun because teenagers, there's really nothing quite like them. <laughs> cool i i agree um with with all of that the the only thing i'd add is that i do enjoy it the the older characters that i've written and the ones that i read um i don't love like super high angst and i feel like you don't get as much of that with the older characters because you've lived enough life that like it's not this oh drama uh, you know immediately it's like you you've learned to pause a moment and be like okay let's yeah. let's think about what they might have really meant to say as opposed to flying off the handle in this big dramatic upsweep of you know fainting couches um so <laughs> Love it. Then they've done that. Yeah. <laughs> they know how to deal with this now. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, I, I think of Danny Glover in Lethal Weapon where he's too old for this. And it's just like, yes, yes, I am sometimes just too old for this. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, 
All right. So with that, let's go ahead and segue into, and we'll take turns. We'll do one at a time and go round in circles. Our favorite CCR books with older, however you've defined that, uh, Heroes and Heroines. Laurie, you want to go first? Yeah. Um, I, I wonder how many of us have this series on our list. Um, there's a series called the Chapel Cove Romance Series. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's an inspi romance series written by a number of authors. And uh, the premise is welcome to Chapel Grove or Chapel Cove, Oregon, where life begins at 40. Yeah. And where the series ties all the story, I think there's 12, 11 or 12 stories total, but where the stories, uh, the series ties it in is three best friends are facing their 40th birthday and none of their lives have turned out the way they dreamed they would at, as 13 year old best friends. Um, and so they go back home to regroup and the stories all show how they have a second chance at love and having learned from the mistakes that they made in their youth. So the first one that I read out of that series was called Adore Me by Autumn MacArthur. Mm -hmm. And so our heroine is Paula. She's a 60 something widow so she's in her 60s she had a wonderful long-term marriage you know she had a, a nice life very busy um she was perfect or i'm sorry she had a great marriage and and life but currently her life is is fine and it's busy and she's um owns her own restaurant she's perfectly happy running it she kind of thinks back on her life like okay that was what i did then with my husband and my family and now um, I'm, I'm perfectly happy, thank you. And um, she does a lot of satisfying volunteer work. She's kind of the rock of her community. And she's uh, very busy with her granddaughter, who is her daughter's daughter, who is sick and often needs her help. Um, so that's our heroine. Our hero is named Richard. He's 70 something. He was a doctor, I believe he's retired now. And he had a disastrous first marriage. He's now gun shy to love. He made a lot of mistakes in his life, mostly in the relationships um, of all types of his life, including with his son. Um, he and his son are not speaking, um, very volatile between the two of them. And I kind of read Richard as sort of a miserable antisocial recluse and he had no faith of his own. His faith was, was lagging. So here we have Paula and Richard. How do the two of these meet? Well, Paula's daughter marries Richard's estranged son and she convinces him to make amends with his dad. So they come to a family dinner and she invites her mom and you know they just want to kind of as newly newly married, uh, you know, with the stepdaughter, they want everyone to meet and the romance starts brewing from there. Um, so there's a lot of themes in there about like unconditional love and letting God lead you through the challenges of life and forgiving others and helping each other become better people. So it's very, very good. I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed the book. Cool. All right, Narelle, what do you got? 
Well, I'm writing a Chapel Cove book at the moment, but I'm hitting the lower rather than upper end of the age range with that. So I absolutely <laughs> second what Laurie said about the Chapel Cove series. And Autumn MacArthur in general, I haven't picked one of her books today, but if I was looking for mature characters, that would definitely be an author I would look up. Um, but the one I'm going to talk about first is Laurie's book, Road Trip to Redemption. And I really enjoyed this book and I read this book very quickly. And I just loved being in Leslie's head. She was just such a fun, happy, um, some really tragic things that happened to her. Her husband had cheated on her and basically divorced her. And um, she was a hardworking school teacher and her daughter's gone to Paris for a fashion internship. And she's got this summer where the house has to be sold that she's lived in for years in Pittsburgh. And she's really at a loose end. And so she jumps in the car and goes on a road trip and meets some interesting people along the way and lands at Paulie's um, Island, which is where the series kicks off from. And I really really enjoyed that story and um, I love the fact that um, I love the beach element of that as well and so if you listen to our beach episode you'll hear me talk about this book as well um, and I loved how Hank was a granddad and he had the most adorable granddaughter and I think that's something that's just really sweet to see those relationships and also um, his adult daughter was owned, owned the inn where um, Leslie was staying and so seeing that relationship develop was really interesting as well and um, I just really had lots of fun reading those books. <laughs> Thank you so much Narelle that's so nice to hear. <laughs> Valerie? Um, I recently read Lee Wen Ho's Retying the Knot. She's uh, going to be doing a series, I guess, on um, more on the, the older end, so the 40-something. Peter and Piper. This is a, a former marriage of convenience story. You find out that they had been best friends and study partners in college, and he, he's from a Chinese family, and he needed to get married to inherit. And she said, well, I'll do it. And so they got married and accidentally had a wedding night that they weren't going to have. And she got pregnant. And um, but she lived up to her part of the original bargain, which was to stay for a year and then um, get out of his life. So she's been out of her daughter's life as well. Uh, Peter's mother raised the child and she's now 16 so um, the daughter is like I want to meet my mom so we don't very often see stories I don't think or I sure haven't where it where the mom is not in the kid's life it's usually the other way around mm -hmm. so I found that really interesting and then how Peter has decided that he's he wants you know that he obviously messed up way back then that he never told her that he did actually love her See, in today's marriage of convenience stories, right, before that, before the story's over, you've got that part taken care of. They've admitted that even though it was, you know, just for the inheritance or whatever, they really love each other. But in this one, they're coming back to it like 17 years later. So I really enjoyed the take on it. It was very different. And then Lewin is always good, too, with the intercultural relationships and stories. So um, she can make that more believable than, uh, than some of us maybe could pull off yeah mm -hmm. cool it's on my list to read that one it's, it's i ran out of time too. it looks really fun it looks yeah. really fun so i had chosen um 
Well, we already mentioned Enamorata by Adam MacArthur. So that's one. Um, but Marion Eucherman is another who often has older characters. Um, and I, her A Time to Push Daisies um, is an older couple. I feel like they're in their 70s or late 60s at least. Um, and they go, um, they go on this cruise. Um, and it's been like four years since I read this, I want to say. So the, the details are a little foggy. I remember they met on a cruise and they have this cruise ship romance. Um, and I don't think they knew each other beforehand. I, I don't, it's not a reunion romance. Do, is it, Neural? do you remember? I'm trying to remember. I'm okay. very hazy. It's, yeah, I've read it a while. It's been a while. <laughs> I, I, just, um, I didn't think there were that many of Marion's I haven't read, but that one I haven't. Yeah, it's, it's- It was in a box. I think it was in one of the boxes, maybe. It was in a box. Yeah. And it's, um, it's like the third in her time to, time to love or whatever right. series. Yes. Um, so, but it stands alone fine. You don't have to have read the first, the first two. Okay. Um, but Marion's characters are always very fully formed. Yes. Um, and, and so they really are just super believable and fun um, to see these older people falling in love. Um, and they're actually older, older, not, not 40s where it's like, darn it, that's me and I'm not old. <laughs> <laughs> Right then. <laughs> so noted. <laughs> we can do one more round. Laura, do you have another one? Yeah, I just recently read, in fact, I read it as an advanced review copy. It's it's on pre-order now. It's not out yet, but um, it's a book called Heart's Ransom by Dora Hears, Hires. I think I'm it's Hires. Sure. H-I-E-R-S. Yeah. What is it? I, I've always said Hires. Hires, okay. Um, so it's a story about um, our heroine is Arden. Her, uh, she's in the late 50s, in her late 50s. And she, <laughs> she loved her life as a mom and a wife. Like, you know, she volunteered at every school and she threw all the best kids parties. And, you know, every kid on the street wanted to come over to Arden's kid's house. But um, and she didn't have a career of her own outside of, of her family. But um, and when her husband got sick, she spent every second at his side. But when he died, her life was just empty. So she very suddenly went from a very busy bustle, hustle, bustle life. And, you know, our kids grow up and, and her husband died. So now she has way too much time on her hands. And all the things that she uh, gained experience in through, you know, her whole adult life doesn't really give her much to do. I mean, there isn't she's not going to go find a job, you know, taking care of someone else's kids or whatever. So, so that's kind of where she is in the, in her stage at, at the beginning. Um, Sawyer is a retired military officer. He's very decorated in his career. He had lots of excitement and travel. Um, he had a wife by his side, but, uh, and they had a very successful partnership throughout his military career, but he lost her recently to a terrible car accident with a drunken driver. Um, so now he's drifting and he has no direction. Nothing is really pulling him because, you know, he was used to so much um, direction and focus in his life. Um, but he does remember that before he met his wife and before he was, you know, such a big military guy, when he was just entering the military, he had fallen in love with someone 
And he thought, what have I got but time? So he went back to the town where he met her and he didn't know if he would find her, but lo and behold, in this romance novel, they find each other. <laughs> and <laughs> how that happens. I know, surprise. Um, but the reason he didn't, he was in love with her then, but the reason he didn't ask her to marry him or to commit to him was because he knew she was a homebody, hometown girl, and there's no way she would have been by his side. She would have been miserable going around the world and, and all that. So, but now, she's alone, he's alone, all those things that were keeping them apart before no longer apply. So are they going to find that their love is right now, this time of their lives, even though it wouldn't have worked out when they were younger? So it was good. I enjoyed it. I'm going to guess yes. Guys, <laughs> count on that happily ever after, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> Is it a spoiler to say that? No. <laughs> no, I, I would say it's not a spoiler. <laughs> right. Norel, do you have another? Yes. Um, because we talked about most of the ones I had written down. I do have So You Want a Second Chance by Elizabeth Madry. And we've talked about it already in the episode, but the aspect I want to talk about is um Cynthia's character. So she's a cardiac surgeon, and I've she was very interesting because a lot of the times I think I, when I was growing up, it was like women can have everything. You can have the big career. You can have children. You can do it all. And I think we're a generation past that and realise that that's not necessarily the case. Women can't necessarily um, get married, keep a relationship together, keep a marriage strong and have children and do the big job. And so Cynthia has chosen to focus on her work and be single and I think a lot of women make that decision and it's a very valid choice and it's really good to see that she's now getting older she's past the age of being able to have children but she's not past the age of falling in love and having a happily ever after and I really love the way that Elizabeth wrote um, her character and the way she and Hank then reconnected at a later stage in life and I read that book and I thought you know had they got together when they were at college they probably would have ended up getting divorced because yeah. of the, the way that they, their heads were at the time. And so there was a lot of wisdom when they were younger, I think, in knowing themselves well enough to know that a relationship wasn't going to be their top priority because there were other things that were driving them. And I loved how they came back together and got their second chance. So that was my second one. Of course, you stole what was on my list, right? <laughs> <Of> <laughs> Thanks very much, Narelle. You keep doing You're welcome. <laughs> Do you have anything else? Oh, sure. Okay. There's, always, there's nearly always something else. Um, I just uh, finished reading um, Juliet Duncan's book, Slow Road to Love. And Frank is a Australian cattleman, not a rancher because yes. they don't have ranches in Australia, I hear from Narelle. Yes. Um, so he owns a cattle station. Yes. And he is a cattleman. And Maggie is a journalist. And uh, so his wife has passed away a few years ago and she's recently divorced. And, um, and so they, they find each other through her work as a journalist. And they are, I think he's 60 something and she's 50 something, but, um, there's a, a lot of interesting, like there's a lot of interesting stuff about Australia cattle stations in there as well. But I did enjoy also the, the slower pace of the romance in that um, they didn't have 
a lot of time to spend together at any given time because of the vast distances uh, separating them. A 12 hour car ride is not something you do every second night for a date. Um, So so yeah, that was an interesting one for me. And the distance is, I mean, that's very Australian to have such big distances. And if you're interested in reading Australian, um, if you're looking at general market romance, sweet romance, Margaret Way is an author that wrote many years ago for um, Harlequin for Mills and Boone and has a lot of books that are set on cattle stations and have the, that outback setting if you're looking for that. Good to know. Okay. So I would say my last one, um, I, I have more than this, but I'm going to choose um, Cadence of Cranberries by Valerie Comer and um, (laughs) figured she might have it handy. Um, It's funny because um, it's similar to what you were talking about, Lori, the the two children um, are engaged and so they want their parents to meet. So they don't, they're not going from a matchmaking standpoint or anything at all either, but they're planning the wedding um, and so involving their parents in them. Uh, but he has already met Winnie because she frequents his um, coffee truck. So he he owns a food truck that he runs. And it's funny, when I think of uh, our conversation at the start of the episode with maturity, not necessarily translating to age, but knowing who you are and, and where you are, um, I've forgotten his name, but he, he does Charlie. not exemplify that. <laughs> he is, um, what is his name, Valerie? Charlie. Charlie. Charlie is not high on the maturity scale in my mind he um he's older but he's not necessarily (laughs) all together um he he's still still trying to figure it out or trying to figure it out again um because of the turns that his life has taken and so that adds an interesting little twist I think to it um but, and then Winnie, I love Winnie. If you've read any of the Urban Farm Fresh, if you start at the front and move through, you have to love Winnie. And so it's nice to mm. see after her tragedy, see her find a new, a new love. So, um, but we're, we're kind of way over. So we probably, <laughs> we probably have to. But it's been so fun. Yeah, it's been fun. <laughs> So, uh, Lori, tell us uh, and everyone listening where they can find you in your books. Yes, I'd love to. Um, I have a website, authorlorilarson.com. And, you know, Lori Larson sounds like a simple name, but there are several ways to spell each one. So make sure it's L-A-U-R-I-E. And then with the Larson is E-N, but it's the website is author Lori Larson. I'm also Okay. I'm also active on Facebook. I have an author page and a reader group. I don't do a whole lot of other social media. I just, I mean, between Twitter and Instagram and, and whatever else, I, I, I don't spend too much time there. So author um, website, Facebook page, and Facebook group is probably the best place to get me. Perfect. That's great. Thank you. So thank you for joining us, Lori. And thank you everyone for listening. If you're listening, we'd love to hear from you. Chime in on this conversation. There's there's a lot for you to choose. Uh, what you agree with, disagree with, books we missed, books that you agree with, that you loved, books that we've said we loved, that you love something else better. Let us know <laughs> what those are. Um, and you can comment on YouTube or on our Facebook page for Story Chats. 
thank you for joining us on um, today at Story Chats. You can find information about the podcast at inspiromance.com slash story chats. And if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you never miss an episode. We will see you next week. And in the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for coming. <laughs>